inviting you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian in the studio with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. site allows you to make show prep suggestions and share other interesting news articles, videos, blog posts, whatever you want with our listeners. You can submit uh, an item of your choice from somewhere on the internet. And in fact, you can even just write something up if you want. You don't even have to have a link. You can just write uh, write your own post. And you submit it to the website. Other listeners can then vote it up or vote it down. And then the most popular items will make it to the front page of our website. And actually, right at the top of our site tonight is this act- unusual that it would last this long, but uh, it's there still. The 20 things, uh, tw- 20 examples as to why the government, the U.S. federal government, is becoming rapidly becoming a totalitarian police state. We went through those 20 things on the program last night, and there was one of them I picked out I had some questions about. It seemed like a pretty crazy claim that a woman who was uh, spanking her child was allegedly charged with terrorism, spanking her child on a plane, uh, allegedly charged with terrorism. And so I've got some of the details on that. We'll get to it, but your calls are the primary element, so we go to Scott in Minnesota to start things out. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with the Curtis and Mark. Scott in hey, Minnesota. Uh, Hello. Uh, sorry about ruining pork fest. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by that. Oh, well, today um, I wanted to make uh, an avatar for pork fest, and I <laughs> and I decided to use a, a hyperbolic word that um, that people probably don't want associated with pork fest. <laughs> That's my mm. profile pic now. Okay, I'll have to go and take a look. I have no idea what uh, what you're talking about. I'm sure but the rest inside of my... jokes go really great on national radio. So why don't you explain it for everybody? <laughs> Um, the the words uh, I I put uh, freedom orgy on uh, the Pork Fest logo, and uh. the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a campout uh, that happens uh, during the summertime. Liberty minded people from the Free State Project associated with the Free State Project are interested in the Free State Project uh, get together for a weekend and in some cases a full week of camping fun and uh, lots of activities and you know partying and things like that. I have I however not see an orgy. No, I've never orgy. seen an orgy. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in people's tents, but, but I don't... orgies could be defined as what, drinking wine and cheese too. So Is that right? <laughs> the typical uh, definition as I understand it is of a, like a sex party, like an open yeah. sex party. Uh, so I mean I didn't see the biggest tents at this uh, place. So if, you, if there was an orgy going on, I doubt there were too many people uh, involved in it. But are you saying that there was some sort of outrage uh, over this, or, or what? Oh, no, there was just somebody joking around. Um, oh, okay. All right, so is there anything but, you actually wanted to talk about tonight? Well, that. Well, <laughs> it's just, um, it made me realize why you guys don't use words like anarchy and capitalism, because words like those words get a certain image in people's minds, mm-hmm. and then like the word orgy makes people think of sex parties, even though you can use the word to mean something else. Gotcha. That's a good point, and I thank you for the call tonight, Scott. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I had never heard the alternative definition of uh, of orgy. I did not did not even know it existed. Well, I didn't look it up just now, but I do, I do know that in Latin class we had an orgy, and that included wine and cheese. Well, grape juice. It was public school. Wild, drunken, or licentious festivity or revelry. Any actions or proceedings marked by unbridled indulgence of passions. So you could have an orgy of killing, for instance. Number three, orgies in ancient Greece, esoteric religious rituals, especially in the worship of Demeter and Dionysus, 
characterized in later times by wild dancing, singing, and drinking. And formal uh, number four definition informal a boisterous, rowdy party. So several definitions for orgy, but it's like you know the people at, at least like me think of a sex party when they hear the, the term orgy. It certainly seems to be the the popular connotation. All right. Well, the the talk show uh, um, consultant says always come out with your best foot forward. So uh, what's our best foot on this one? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, I'm just I'm pro orgy. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything. It doesn't really seem like it would be my thing, but uh, here's a story from the L.A. Times about this mother who allegedly was charged with terrorism. The original story that was linked to from the 20 things we talked about last night, the 20 police state things, was on kind of a blog site, so I didn't didn't really have any real firm information. But they linked to the Los Angeles Times, uh, who's reporting here, and it's actually a fairly old story from uh, a year ago where at least 200 passengers have been convicted of felonies under the Patriot Act, often for behavior involving raised voices and profanity, Some ex- maybe even for saying orgy. Uh, some experts say airlines are misusing the law, so apparently the airlines are involved in bringing terrorism charges against people. It's very Well, we've confusing. heard situations where essentially the stewardess is the law enforcement officer in, in the scenario. We've, we've heard things like this before. So what happened? uh, Tamara Joe Freeman was on a Frontier Airlines flight to Denver in 2007 when her two children began to quarrel over the window shade and then spilled a Bloody Mary into her lap. Mm. She spanked each of them on the thigh with three swats. It was a small incident, but one that in the heightened anxiety after the September 11th terrorist attacks would eventually have enormous ramifications for Freeman and her children. A flight attendant confronted Freeman, who responded by hurling a few profanities and throwing what remained of a can of tomato juice on the floor, much like an infant herself. (laughs) (laughs) The incident aboard the Frontier flight ultimately led to Freeman's arrest and conviction for a federal felony defined as an act of terrorism under the Patriot Act. The controversial federal... You know how hard it's got to be to get a job after you've been convicted of terrorism? I mean, come no on. Kidding. <laughs> you can't get a job anywhere after you've been convicted of a terror terroristic act. What kind of terrorist terrorism are you in for? Tomato juice throwing? Apparently, or spanking her kids. Uh, not sure on the details, but... The, the, oh, she'd have got away with spanking the kids. It was tossing the t- tomato juice on the floor that the stewardess had to clean up. Freeman, who's 40, spent three months in jail before pleading guilty... She said, I had no idea I was breaking the law. And isn't that the case for so many laws? I mean, well, a lot of people break laws every single day without even knowing it. And and this this confession of hers, whatever it is, is uh, delivered after they get the uh, they get her to sign on the dotted line so that she can get out of jail. Right. And this is how it's done. They she's, use, a, she's a mother of two and was in jail for two months. Three. Three months. They use the system. They use this broken system. This uh, you know she's not supposed to be in jail unless she's a danger to the community or a flight risk. Mm-hmm. Now she's not either of those. If she's got two kids or certainly less of one. But they keep her in there, separated from her kids for three right. months, and then wag this piece of paper in front of her and say, hey, look, you can hang out here for another year while we bring you around a trial, baby, or you can sign this and be out with your kids today. You'll just be a terrorist for the rest of your life, which is it, honey bunny? I'm we got to protect the nation. I'm surprised she was in there for three months before uh, signing something. Who would you sign? Would you sign that piece of paper? No, I would I mean, it's a I tough piece of paper to sign. Uh, it's, it's, but you're right. That is how they do it. And, and it's, this it's is what's called protecting to, the nation. It's likely she was trying to round up the bail uh, in that period there of time. There probably isn't any. 
What kind of ba- what's the for bail terrorism? for terrorism? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, let me get to more of the story here. Uh, so according to the Los Angeles Times, she said, I had no idea I was breaking the law. She's one of at least 200 people who've been convicted under the amended law. So 200 people have been convicted. This was written back in 2009. Who knows how many people have been convicted in the last year? And how many people have been accused? How many people have been arrested? How many people have been jailed without being convicted? I think that pretty much everybody who's been accused has been uh, convicted of it at this point. If you, pl- can, out. If, if you can get convicted for throwing tomato juice on the ground, you're, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty crappy law. In most cases, there was no evidence that the passengers had attempted to hijack the airplane or physically attack any of the flight crew. Many have simply involved raised voices, foul language, or drunken behavior. Some security experts say the use of the law by airlines and their employees has run amok, criminalizing incidents that didn't start out as a threat to public safety, much less an act of terrorism. But I don't I, I can't believe that an airline could charge somebody with terrorism. What the airline probably is doing is calling the police on an unruly passenger, thinking the police are going to, uh, you know, sort the situation out for them. And then the police charge them, well, it's terrorism. Airline after, called us for this. After 200 incidents, I think that the uh, the airlines have figured it out at this point. This they is figured- a, they, they don't have any repercussions. 200 people gone, so what? Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll get into a few more of uh, the details on this story. There's another example of how this uh, this law was used to charge somebody else here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and or video and show they are indeed listeners of this program you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com see the shrine of female listeners if you're a lady listener you can get involved get the details at shrine.freetalklive.com can you handle these stressful times yourself are you constantly reaching for some caffeine or sugar fix forget that be like me reach for nature bee instead here's mike buck to tell us about new zealand's pure and natural rocket fuel Good afternoon, guys. You know, if you guys want to be like Mark and Ian, here's what you got to do. For many people, it's around this time of the day you feel the need for something just to stay awake, right? Well, look, Nature Bee is going to get you going, give you the power to keep you going all day, and it's way better than those temporary sugar caffeine wax. No artificial highs, and better yet, none of those inevitable letdowns later when it wears off. You get pure, sustained energy in a capsule the whole time you want to be awake, and the amazing thing, it's 100% natural. So Nature Bee is not any kind of drug or medicine. What is it exactly? It is exactly pure plant pollen from clean green New Zealand. Been around forever since the day dawn of creation. But New Zealand's Nature Bee unlocked its power, making it the natural energizer full of all the vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants and amino acids you need. Goes to work right away, feeding all the cells in your body, 
give you back your vitality and your get up and go. Okay, so how can people get Nature B and what's what's the deal? Okay, a couple of ways to do this and they're both easy and the deal is terrific. Six month supply of Nature B, only ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. We're gonna put it right to your house as well, right from the farm gate. We're gonna give you three extra months free with that money back guarantee. So you have no risk. Get all over this option today. Start feeling like we do. One eight six six eight three four eight three five five is a toll free into New Zealand. That's eight six six eight three four eight three five five. Or if you're coast-to-coast, listen, border-to-border, your free talk live online, Nature Bee's right there, Nature Bee's website, naturebee.com. There you go. Get it right from the source, and in just days, feel as good as I do, call now at 866-834-8355 or go to naturebee.com. All right, so as we continue this story from the Los Angeles Times about a woman who, actually over 200 people uh, in the last several years who've been convicted of felonies, Under the Patriot Act, terrorism charges. Let's keep the definition of terrorism in mind here because definitions are important, as we were discussing earlier. Especially if you're in jail for it, the definition is important. Well, of course, now the legal definitions of words mean different things, but we're going to talk about the regular English definition. Noun, the use of violence and threats to intimidate or coerce, especially for political purposes. Now then... This woman spanked her children on an airplane and spilled her Bloody Mary when a uh, on purpose when the stewardess came over to talk to her about well, it. Well, I think I think spank isn't the to me spank draws up smacking on the bottom, right? So wouldn't you call smacking on the thigh a, a, a smack? S- sp- whatever. Well, I don't know. I think we should write uh, definitions are important. Okay, spank, smack. She raised her hand to her children in uh, in this public airline. And I just don't feel like that. Uh, while I personally disagree with spanking children or smacking or swatting them, uh, I, I disagree with using violence to uh, to solve problems. Swat. I like that one best. Yeah, for this, I, for this I, circumstance. I disagree with it personally. I would not call it in any way, shape or form uh, terrorism. I mean, you could point out that, yeah, mom is using violence and threats to intimidate or coerce yeah, her child. <laughs> this is true. But I don't think most people would agree that that really is. This would be She's covered not under, doing it to get them to vote Democrat. No. no. This, is, this would be covered by uh, any assault charge if that's what you wanted to do is charge her with something. We'll get back into more details here. Craig is on the line. Talk about it with us. Uh, Craig in Kentucky, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, fellas? It's on your mind, Craig. Um, I've got on my mind, do you remember we had this discussion um, pertaining to this probably about six or seven months ago, maybe a little bit longer? This story? I don't even recall talking about this story. If we've talked about this story, I apologize. Cause... No, no, not this story. Oh, okay. I said it pertains to this story. So what do you mean? I don't recall what you're talking about, so what, what do you mean? We talked about the Constitution. We talked about the Constitution and inherent rights, rights that are inherited, or pre-existing mm-hmm. characteristics or whatever. We, we talked about that, and I, I think that's... Uh... Hello? Kurt? Hello? Kurt? Yeah. Craig, rather, is. Yes. Craig, are you having phone issues? Because you just I cut out. I shouldn't be unless, uh, unless my carrier's got an issue with okay. the way I'm thinking we'll, about it. We'll this. keep going here for a little bit. Uh, we've, we've had two cutouts so far, but uh, you're saying something about the Constitution. Go ahead. I said we talked about the Constitution before, probably about eight or nine months ago. We discussed the validity of the Constitution. Do you remember that? We probably weren't big fans, but uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, no, let's you weren't set for today. Time. You weren't big fans, but what what I was saying is, uh, your the inherent rights that you have, um, they've been replaced 
they've been repl- replaced by by precedents or whatever because of just like the uh, the Patriot Act, and um, the situation is going to get worse. And uh, I, I just I, I wanted to comment on that. And uh, how do you feel about that? What do you think about it? Do, do people have rights to refute lies and allegations, or or do they have to uh, listen to the allegations because fifty people say it's true? I think that uh, your, your rights come from the inside and they come from self-ownership. And um, therefore, you know, no, I mean, what, what is true is true and what is false is false. And it doesn't matter how many people you can get, agree, get to agree with what is false, it's still false. Well, that, that's true in a, in, in a sense, but it, it, it's not true. If, if you have a democracy, a majority rule, you, how, do you, how do you decide then? Do you, well, if people, it, well, that's... Hello. Yes, um, with a democracy, you cannot have uh, you can't have rights because at some point or another, the group be voted is, away. Yeah, is going to vote away the rights of the individual. Exactly. That, that's all. I'm, that's the only point I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out you know what kind of what kind of system of government do you have, and what do you base that system on if you don't base it on a a constitution that, that a constitutional republic. That's what. So you're trying to find out what what kind of a system one could have in the absence of a republic that's not a democracy, that's not a monarchy, that's not all of the things that have been tried. Well, you have a constitution that gives you the protocol how to run how to run the republic. See, yeah, how that work what? out? Yeah, that's. I, I think we could pretty much flush well, that. I mean, it's it's over. This the is what the constitution is I don't, I don't us. agree with that because they don't they don't enforce it, and that's the reason they're going to flush it. What are you going to use besides that? Well, what else can you use? All right. So um, here's what here's what my uh, plan would be. You know, here, you can you can take one of two steps. You could either dissolve the United States of America because the Constitution has failed and, the, and Washington D.C. is never going to stick by it again. That's that that uh, is over. They'll dissolve themselves right. eventually. If you could rewrite it, I'd say we could rewrite it to say that uh, you know ninety ninety percent of the legislators have to vote on something uh, in the affirmative in order to pass it. Because if something's a good law, then you should be able to get ninety percent of the the paid criminal in Washington, D.C. to agree on it, right? Um, I, that's never going to happen because we can't have another constitutional convention without people like Hillary Clinton getting in there and telling, talking about how uh, medical care is a right and all that other stuff. So I, you can kind of swish that one under the rug. The second option would be for uh, states in whatever manner to be sort of on their own, whether they decide to secede or whether the, uh, the United States spends itself into insolvency, which seems like the most likely possibility. And then those states could uh, set up their own little constitutional republics, which would probably go along with the same republics. And then you'd have, you'd have uh, the depredations of the state, at least on a smaller level. Thanks, Craig, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, so you can bring up anything. You're welcome to comment on this. 800-259-9231. More terrorism. Coming up, you can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And uh, join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites, ours is free, so enjoy that and enjoy all the archives. We've got a whole bunch of shows going all the way back to the beginning of 2009. If you click into our podcast at freetalklive.com, all free for you. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going to continue with your phone calls here, but real quick, I wanted to address uh, further what Craig had brought up in Kentucky. He had called, I guess, a while back to discuss the Constitution and its legitimacy. And, of course, I don't see how any document that was signed by men who don't exist today in any way could be considered uh, legitimate. Sure, some people take an oath to it and all, but clearly they don't really care that much about it. Yeah, those people that take the oath, as Craig said, don't really take that very seriously. Yeah. So uh, at least they don't interpret it the same way that I do. So as Lysander Spooner put it in the late 1800s, it's the Constitution of no authority. Uh, These are it was signed by dead men. And even the dead men that signed it, they they signed it in witness thereof, as I understand it. So it wasn't even like a contractual kind of a signature. It's like they just put their signature on it saying this is the Constitution, basically. So I understand it. Maybe maybe I don't have all the details on that. Right. But uh, nonetheless, my name's not on it. And I don't see how those guys could possibly have bound me back in the uh, the 1700s. Doesn't yeah. make sense to me. And also, I'd like to point out that the people that signed the Declaration of Independence at least realized that they were going to swing at the end of a rope for signing their names to that piece of paper. The people that, people that signed the Constitution, that was in 1789. I mean, that that war was over. They weren't going to swing at the end of any rope. There was They were doing nothing but in, uh, enforcing a new rule of government, because they already had the, the Articles of Confederation in at that point, and uh, I believe that they, the, the people that were in support of the Anti-Federalists or whatever was, stood up and walked out of the convention and, uh, you know, when the Constitution was put together. So there's, there's a lot of sordid history behind this document that nobody wants to mention. Now, Craig was still kind of of that. He's still in that constitutional mindset, that go republic kind of mindset. And his question was, well, what else is there besides a republic? Because he's kind of acknowledging that the republic is maybe arguably the best const- you know, the best governmental structure out there. You, you're comparing cancers, basically saying this is the best cancer of the entire group. Uh, but that's basically what he, where he was coming from, and he wanted to hear ideas for, for alternatives. And you gave him some ideas as to how maybe you could do another constitutional republic with more stringent rules and enforcement clauses, and et cetera, and 90% supermajorities to pass things. And I think that's all legitimate and fine, except for the whole force issue, which is where I think that uh, the alternative needs to be proposed, that if you want to have a constitutional government, by all means – just make sure that you get people to opt in. Make sure that you get people who uh, who agree with that idea to all be in the same, ideally, I think, the same geographic area. Because as you get away from that geographic area, it becomes uh, more difficult to, I guess, continue operating your society, especially if you're going to be within a, you know, some sort of a non not so voluntary government if you're going to have utility um you know m- monopolies on utilities that's it's going to be very difficult to operate things um you know outside of a geographic area but i don't think i don't see any reason why there need to be um, geographic restrictions. For instance, there could be a power company that offers power to people that uh, that are signed up to a constitutional republic that is not bound by geographic limitations, and that power company just has to you know service those people all wherever they are. 
I don't and, know how they would do that, but that's not my business, you know. So there are people in this geographic area that aren't served by the power company because there's no lines going to where they are. So yeah. it happens. So I think that it's fine to have yourself a constitutional republic. Just please make it a voluntary one, so I don't have to participate if I don't want to, because I'm not interested in making rules for other people. And I think that's really what it comes down to. The government isn't there to to keep you safe, right? I mean, they're there to make rules, tell you how to live your life. Curtis, you're the uh, the resident ag- uh, agorist here. I, I mean, I'm an agorist too to some extent. But I mean, coming from that perspective, what do you think about what uh, Craig was saying earlier as far as alternatives to organized governments? I think the best possible thing is just to allow some competition in government, and that'll that'll get rid of the force right there. If if as you were talking about, it's a voluntary system where people can opt in and out. Well, then it doesn't pay to go around bludgeoning your citizens over the head and robbing their pocket. I think the thing that that you'll come up against is this. This mindset that people have that they must make rules for society, that they're that uh, do no harm and honor your agreements. That's not enough. We need to have it written down more. There needs to be more that we've co- we codify these, you know, these natural laws of uh, do no harm and honor your agreements. They want to write, you know, tomes and tomes of detail as to, well, what if it, this situation arises right. and what if this situation arises? Now we and have, you can never cover everything. Now we have more laws than a person can read in four lifetimes. I mean, if it's just and no, let's, let's put it in a big giant marble building that the average person can't get up to. Oh right, and and make it inaccessible unless you uh, pay one of our minions to uh, do the interpret interpreting and right, write it uh, in a foreign language. <laughs> so that that's essentially what we've got today, and that's what the, this republic will get you. We know that because that's what we've got. We know what the Constitution will bring us because we have what the Constitution will bring us yeah. two hundred and thirty seven years later, or whatever it is. That we we already know that the answer to that. So um, it seems like you need some other option. I have a difficult time imagining what the world's going to be like without some kind of coercive government that is t- attached to a ge- geographic area. It was probably However, difficult at one time for uh, somebody who owned a, a, sla- a bunch of slaves in a big field to imagine what it would be like without his slaves. Yeah, I mean, you know? how how will we get the cotton picked? How will it possibly happen? And they managed to get the cotton picked, and uh, the world is going on at a better pace. And better and, so, yeah. Right. And, and, and there have been far more leaps and advances in, in humankind uh, since then than there were before. So there you go. So moving toward a voluntary society is where I want to go. And if you want to have a constitutional republic, just make it voluntary. Because I'm not interested in electing somebody to tell me what to do. Or tell other people what to do. Or to, especially to tell other people what to do, because I know that in order to be free, which is what I would like, that I must allow other people to be free. And I just don't think that a, if you've got a coercive system with anything resembling taxation, confiscatory, by force, taking of people's uh, wealth and time and effort, then you don't have freedom. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Ladies first. Lauren is in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lauren. Hello. Hi, Lauren. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I, you mentioned earlier, Ian, that, uh, that you did not believe in spanking children. And uh, yeah. this, is, uh, this is a conclusion that I have come to agree with very, very recently. Oh, really? I grew, yeah, I grew up in a situation uh, in an area where that is the common method of rearing your children. It's common across um, the country, from what I can tell. There are probably places that it's less common. I mean, True. if you go to, I, I don't know, Oregon someplace, uh, Portland, Oregon, you're probably going to find fewer spankings going on than you, you say would in uh, you know, rural, the, the rural south. So what about your story, Lauren? Um, well, I, I actually have more, more of a question. 
Um, oh, okay. I don't. Uh, I, I don't agree with uh, spanking your children. It doesn't make sense as as a method of raising your children. No, it, it doesn't it, make sense to teach your children that when you're bad, or it doesn't make sense to use violence to solve problems. To teach your children that, you know, oh, don't hit your sister. I'm going to spank you now. Doesn't that doesn't make sense? I hope we didn't exactly. lose you. Okay, you're still there. Go ahead. Okay, so um. What is what would you say would I, I don't know if you have children. Um yeah, I do not. what would you well what would you say is the best way to teach children things, uh that you know, through their entire in the entire time they're children. Uh the the best like non violent, non aggressive way to be a parent, essentially. Ostracism. You gonna ostracize child, kick him out? <laughs> Look, you're gonna follow these rules, or I'm kicking you That's out. That's what of the house. being put in the corner well, is. It doesn't <laughs> have to be that bad. Yeah, you can just turn your back on them, start ignoring them for a little bit. Well, it, it, that you know that truly does work. At some point or another, their 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 little throats get sore and they stop yelling, and then they go and you know they they go on they and do something attention. else. They want your attention. That's what they're yelling about. Mark does have a uh, child though, so what about you, well, Mark? So we beat him speak. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, is Laura in favor of spanking? Uh, I don't think either one of us is a. Against spanking, uh, I think that there's there's different gra- um, grades here. We have never spanked Jack, and, and we don't intend to. That's the that's the experiment that we're um, embarking on. However, I'm not going to say that people that spank their children are bad, and that spanking children is an under no circumstance acceptable. I think that uh, I, I think that different circumstances, uh, you know, are for different people. Lauren, if you want to hang around, we can continue the conversation with you here in a moment at 800-259-9231. And if you've got a suggestion for Lauren and answer to her questions, definitely dial in on this one. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves, bring up absolutely anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. If you've got an answer for Lauren uh, about her questions to how to raise children without raising a hand to them. Many parents have managed to do this very successfully with some of the most unruly children. Uh, so there are interesting techniques out there, though I, I can't recall what they are. I know we've been told about them in the past. I just, you know, I'm not a parent, so I haven't really internalized it. Uh, but if you've got an answer, 800-259-9231. Did you raise your kids without spanking them? What are some of the stories of maybe some of the more challenging moments and how you dealt with those challenging moments as a parent without using violence? Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Also, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, by the way, you can support us by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Now, one of the other ways you can expose people to uh, more freedom-oriented ideas is through other great shows like the School Sucks podcast. You can go to learn more at schoolsucksproject.com. It'll tell you about how government... 
the government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship, which is, of course, where a curious and creative individual learns how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do. School Sucks podcast is the show about the end of government-controlled education. You can visit their new website, schoolsucksproject.com. They've got neat new features over there, schoolsucksproject.com. I think Lauren is still with us. Lauren, you're back on Free Talk Live in Ohio. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Now, you said you'd come to a conclusion recently, you're a parent, uh, that you were not going to raise your kids with spanking. What was it that led you to that conclusion? Actually, I'm not a parent. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I not yet. But I do intend to be one day. This is a good thing to make, a, make up your mind about before actually becoming a parent. So, good choice. What made you think that, though? Um, it was a conversation that I read on the uh, Free State Project forum. Really? Uh, it, I'm pretty sure it was the Free State Project forum. Mm-hmm. Fairly certain. So was but, there any um, point in particular that was particularly persuasive yeah, to what, you? Yeah, what convinced you? Um, it, it was just, it was the idea that, you know, well, kids are people too, and you should definitely not aggress against other people. So well, it, it, it does not strike me as morally correct. Okay, so this is where I think the argument falls apart. And, and I'm not saying your argument falls apart. I think this argument falls apart. Because I can tell you, I changed da- Jack's diaper today. And it was an act of aggression. I held that little boy down with my elbow. I stuck it right in the center of his chest. When he, I, I had one arm that I was r- taking the diaper off with. The other one I was, I was holding the other two arms back. And I had one leg up in the air. I mean, he, he, and he was hollering. Okay, it was an act of aggression. If I was doing this to an adult, it would absolutely be an assault. Okay? <laughs> really kinky and so I you know I cleaned him up I slapped another one on him and and um, you know that's and he went about his way oh come here sir you smell a little stinky <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold still sir hold still so I, I think that this whole act of aggression thing kind of it doesn't hold water because I have to aggress against Jack in order to do what it is that I do <laughs> and be a good parent against uh, with him. If I were to let him go about doing what it is that he wants to do, he'd be nothing but a little animal by the time he grew up. <laughs> and that's yeah. just that's that's not acceptable. You're talking well, about just because you don't hit your kids doesn't mean you're letting them do whatever they want to do. I, I agree. Yeah. So that's why I say for me this uh, the whole not spanking thing is simply an experiment i'm, I'm right. just i'm just seeing hey can this be done can you raise a uh, you know a civil child with it, it we only have one there are people with with nine of these running around all over the place oh yeah hanging from the ceiling screaming throwing things and i think the different circumstances call for different things i've seen very good people advocate for spanking and i think that they had some some good points it, I don't think it fits I my lifestyle. I think that it's always an excuse, personally. I think that there's always an excuse to uh, to raise... I understand that, Mark, but we've talked about this issue a number of times on this program. And, and I've always have, disagreed. And we have spoken with parents who have successfully raised their kids without spanking them. And, and they've been through challenging times without spanking. They've come up with more creative ways to discipline their children than raising their hand to them. And I think that's what we're talking about. I understand your point, Mark, where you're saying that, well, okay, you have to aggress to hold the baby down to change his diaper. 
there's a certain level of you're taking care of something that has uh, you know no ability to take care of itself. I would so. like to point out you cannot aggress when it comes to feeding the child. I've tried this. You know, like they'll, they'll open their mouth to holler and get, get some food in there real quick. Yeah. This simply doesn't work. They've they will not swallow, swallow the food. Right? Yeah. You, you have to you have to use uh, you, uh, you you have to convince them to swallow. You cannot uh, you, you can't aggress against them. Yeah, can't so force that. I think there's a certain line that we're talking about here, whereas you're taking care of the basic needs of the child as opposed to some sort of discipline where the child has the cognitive ability to know that it's it's not supposed to be doing uh, what it's doing, that kind of thing. And I think in those cases, it's absolutely inappropriate to uh, to teach the child that violence is the solution to uh, you know to problems. And I think there's a real inherent message there, even if you're you know the compassionate spanker, because you always give you always hear the examples from people, and I'm sure they'll call in, uh, but you always hear the examples from the people that support spanking. Well, it's my last resort. Oh, I try this, I do this, I do this, I do this. And that's good. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's an improvement over just the parent that turns around and whacks them on the butt for any old transgression. I think there's a, I think there's a continuum here, uh, but I also think that there are things that can be done aside from raising a hand to a child. So, Lauren, I appreciate the question. Any other thoughts you wanted to share tonight? Um, no, thank you. Thank you very much. And, of course, uh, there are a variety of resources on the Internet uh, that can discuss parenting alternative uh, alternatives to spanking i don't know what those resources are but i know they're out there because i've looked for them in the past so i highly recommend looking into that and of course again parents who have raised their children without spanking them would love to hear from them with their stories tonight at 1-800-259-9231 if you want to call in support spanking you're certainly welcome to do that I've, I've heard it a million times because i think the majority of americans likely does support spanking i don't know you had, I think you had suggested it was 80%, didn't you, at some, some time in the past, Mark? Maybe I don't remember. in the 50s. I don't know. You think it's in the 50s? Maybe in the 50s it was 80%. I don't think oh, it's that high you, anymore. Oh, you think that uh, it's gone down over time? Yeah. I would, I would hope so. I would hope that people have become uh, I just more think they've become lazy. Well, I think that... <laughs> I think <laughs> television, you know... <laughs> I think that over time, people have fewer children. Um, uh, are, they are having fewer children. Those are the numbers. And if you have fewer children, you, you have more time. And, I, and that's something we have, me, my wife and I certainly have an abundance of. We've designed our lives, and for, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to have the time with Jack. And, and so we don't have to use, I think that spanking is an effective punishment. It works. Teaches now, the wrong lesson. Uh, well, Maybe it gets the behavior to stop, uh, but it teaches the wrong lesson, and it can actually make the behavior worse later on because eventually the kid won't care about getting spanked anymore, and then they'll go and do anything. In fact, I just thought of uh, a good a good alternative, a couple good alternatives. Uh, I remember that when I was growing up, there was the star chart. Do y'all have these? No? Okay, well, it, where basically if you're good... In school? You get a star... No, no, it was my parents. My parents did this. It was on the on the refrigerator. So if you were good and you did as you were supposed to do, then you would get, you know, a gold star, or silver star, or something like that. And if you collected enough stars, then within a certain time frame, like a month or week or whatever it was, maybe there are different time frames, but uh, you, get, you get enough stars, then you get some sort of desirable reward that you would not otherwise, as a child, get. Ice cream, you know, something simple like that, right? Uh, and and that, these are powerful motivators. The reward system is a powerful motivator for children, which is why taking away things like privileges, when child, children are old enough to have privileges, taking away privileges from them can be also uh, similarly very powerful. So with so. the star chart. And ostracism, you, like Curtis was saying. Did you um, say that if you do not stop, did, the parents say, did your parents say, if you do not stop this particular behavior, we will remove one of your stars? And you, like you, you get a frowny face. I, right. think, I think it would probably be that you get a certain, uh, you get like a star for 
for each day or something like mm-hmm. that. In fact, I heard an example of this today as I was out and about. Uh, I, I think it was yesterday. Anyway, around town, there was a lady with two children, and she was coming out of City Hall, and one of them was acting up on the stairs on the way down from City Hall, and she's, she used this th- she used this this threat with them, uh, with one of them, because one of them was being good, the other one wasn't. And she used this threat. She said, you're, you're going to lose a bit, or something like that. She, I don't remember what the term was, but I immediately heard, oh, okay, she's she's got them on this system where you know they have a certain counter of some sort throughout the day and you're going to lose points or whatever some kind of a demerit system uh basically and i heard that and, it, and it, that little girl started behaving uh, better as soon as mom said up oh, you know you've, you've crossed the line here's your warning mm-hmm. you don't have to give too many warnings if the kid is is going to get something down the line that they desire and what kid doesn't have things that they desire mommy buy me this mommy buy- okay sure you know we'll think about getting that as long as you get However many stars it's worth to you. You know, having a, a child behaving uh, in a, a positive manner. How much is that worth? You figure it out as a parent. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, 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 always, it always smacks of bribing the children, you know? Um, I, I spent my first... Uh, I'd rather bribe a kid than afternoon. hit them. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's not a bribe. It's just an incentive. People have to be properly incentivized. You, we are incentivized to do this show in order to do certain things. It's not bribery. Hour two's coming up. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on the phones. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We get a lot of features there, including our news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news freetalklive.com and get our updates list via email you can follow our twitter uh, you can also become a fan or i guess they don't call it that anymore you can like our facebook profile over at uh, news.freetalklive.com you can follow us on facebook as well somebody said we need to be pimping facebook more and i just i don't know i i can only do it so often right we can only talk about facebook so much it's certainly one of the best ways i think to keep in touch with the show i think email still better though i think email is best Absolute best way to uh, to get 
every bit of information that's coming from Free you Talk You mean Live. being on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it, actually, you can go straight to news.freetalklive.com, but updates still works as well. All right, so we continue here. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's go ladies first to Teresa listening in Oregon. Teresa, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark. Hi, how are you guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Teresa? Uh, you guys are talking about uh, alternatives to spanking and mm-hmm. uh, raising children. Yeah. And the one that I found that always works, and I raised two rambunctious boys who are now in college and doing well, well-adjusted young men, they, the alternative that always worked for me was explaining the consequences and letting them make a choice. So can you give me so a, they, a, an example? I love yeah. the idea because I, I think uh, it, I think kids are smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. So it would be I, something I would like if you don't stop think. jumping. Do- so if you don't stop jumping up and down on the bed, I'm going to push the button on your shock collar again. Pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. I mean, I would say something like, you know, here's here's the deal. If you you know if you throw that at your brother, <laughs> then you're going to have to go sit in the corner for three minutes. Mm-hmm. You make the decision. You can choose to do it. And always made it really clear that they could choose to do it. It was their choice. They could make the decision to break the rule. Uh, all right. But if well, they did, but what if he decides? What if that's fine? But what if he decides he doesn't want to go sit in the corner? Well, then you just kind of put him in the corner, or you just walk out the door <laughs> and let everybody walk out with him. I'm I'm about the ignoring rule. I, mm-hmm. I think the ignoring rule works really really well. Because they constantly are wanting your attention, right? Yeah. Right, right. Especially and, when they can't have it. You know, but I have to tell you, just the, um, I never ever had to punish my boys very much when they were, even when they were really little, because once you explained that they were in charge of making that decision for good or for bad, they usually would make the right decision. So when you say you didn't have to punish them that much, I mean, how many times, I mean, are you saying you didn't have to send them to the corner that much? Or yeah, I didn't on- have to send them to the corner. Because uh-huh. when you laid it out for them, when you said, okay, here's choice A and here's choice B, and you're yeah. in charge, you make the decision. What are you going to do? Yep. I can say I they didn't like would... it when my parents sent me to the corner, and when I got older, I didn't yeah. like it when they threatened to take away my video game system. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I, I think if you, you know, if you empower them to make a good decision, they're, they're going to make a good decision nine times out of ten. There'll always be that one time where you know, they've got to see how bad it really is sitting in the corner. How do you feel about the reward but, system? Do you feel like it's bribery, or do you feel like that's also another possible consequence? Like, look, you know, if you don't uh, if you don't shape up, you're not going to get your star today, and you know, if you don't get enough stars, then you won't get X Y Z. You know, I kind of feel like it's bribery. I never, I guess, I just always kind of expect good behavior. I don't really reward it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, with a, with a dog so now. Now, what you're talking about the ignoring uh, part works well with dogs and uh, to some extent you cats. Bet it does. As well, because, again, the uh, dog is very concerned with your attention, very interested in pleasing you and right. uh, wants you to uh, to give it attention. And I think similarly, rewarding good behavior also works with uh, with animals and, and children yeah. are little animals. So when well, you're, you're reinforcing good behavior. Kids, when, you, when the dog does something good, you pet yeah. it. That's a that's a positive yeah. reinforcement. It's a bribe. What I've always told my my kids also is, you know, they have one job as children when they were growing up, and that was to work hard in their schoolwork and be good citizens. That was their job, their whole job. I really didn't care if they made their bed. My husband and I are extremely meticulous, and they, you know, we made it for them. I didn't really care about that kind of stuff. What I cared about is, did they do a good job at school, and are they good citizens? Period. So, do their job, and good things would come. And so, I kind of feel like. 
yeah, it probably is a reward, but I never was saying, hey, you know, you'll get a car on your 16th birthday if you do this. They just did get cars on their 16th birthday because they were good kids. Had they been driving me crazy their whole life, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I don't think that uh, you want to go with a car necessarily for your uh, your reward system. Something simple that will satisfy a, a five-year-old or something like that is, is more along. By the time they're 16, well, they should be acting uh, pretty well because they've been trained well at, the, at that point. Well, honestly, and that's, that's what I mean. But, I mean, my kids always knew there were long-term goals that they didn't even realize they were going to get because I kept saying good things will happen. You have to be a good citizen, and good things will happen. They didn't know what the good things were. They just they do now mm-hmm. because obviously lots of good things have happened. That's great. But, you it's know, it, it was all, stuff. I never really promised rewards. You know, if you be good, you get X. I just expected them to be good. I'm glad you asked and, that question. And let them know. Curtis, I, th- I was considering asking it, but I decided not to because it's been a very good call so far. But uh, can you ask that again? What's this good citizen stuff? Oh, <laughs> good point. Good question. Um, it just means, you know, not necessarily getting in trouble in school and, you know, raising all kinds of havoc with those Don't r- rape around any grandmas. you. Pardon? Don't rape any Don't grandmas. Don't rape any grandmas. Exactly. Exactly. I think Don't I would want my, my children to be, uh, to interact well with others. I think that's, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You know, just. Because I would actually be. reward my children if, if for whatever reason I sent them to public school and they uh, they acted up in public school, I'd probably buy them ice cream oh, for that. Well, yeah, I, uh, hey, no, but no. You challenge the teacher uh, no again. Come on. Here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look, if you create terrorists, dude, you're gonna <laughs> get terror. What's that <laughs> supposed to mean? That, that's what you're well, doing. You know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm pretty laid back on my battles though too as well because I'm one of these people that you know I see sarcasm and insubordination as a sign of intelligence. Good for so. you. Ian's yeah, thinking he's gonna raise a little black block anarchist and, and the kid's only going to throw Molotovs when he's, when he's, you know, yeah. at the Thanks RNC. for the call tonight, Therese, uh, Teresa. I appreciate your uh, your explanation. At and home, they'll be chumps. You know. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll just do whatever daddy says when they're at home. They won't throw Molotov cocktails back at him. Where, is, where did the Molotov gonna, cocktail thing come he's from? He's going to rebel against the man, not his not I'm his not man. talking about you, destroying you are the man, things. I'm not talking about destroying things. I'm not talking about that kind of destruction i'm talking about just you know raising a little bit of hell in school like you said standing up to the teacher and and uh being your own man or 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 lady and i think that's really valuable but then again that's if i for whatever reason was sending my kids to government school which i would not do so 1-800-259-9231 coming up we've still got to talk more about terrorism on the airlines we started this uh the 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 show out tonight with a story about 200 plus people who've been convicted of felonies regarding terrorism for just nonsense that they were doing on an airplane. We'll get back to that if we get a chance. Plus, the yo-yo champ known as Kastros. We'll tell you about him. <laughs> uh, first, we go to Manumit or Manumit in Wyoming. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Are you on the air with us, Manumit? Yes, I am. How do you pronounce it's that? Manumit. Manumit. Yep, uh, right. which it means to free a slave by Let's slapping them. Freeing a slave by slapping them? Yeah, it's an old Roman custom. Symbolically slapping, I guess, if you want to go that route. Hmm. Okay, so what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was calling about something, but you guys have gotten off on the raising kids topic, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I have been blessed with a community of six little ones. Wow. So, uh, At least one of them is we... bound to be challenging, I would imagine, out of that many. Um, Each one individually is challenging. Yeah, I'm sure in their own <laughs> and... ways. Oh, all in their own ways, and we're constantly evolving as they are. Um, the mm-hmm. oldest is 11, the youngest is 2. So they're stacked up pretty close, and obviously having them that close, they're 
constantly sort of edging the boundaries, you know, both ways, um, both they're what they're allowed to do and planning what Planning their little their, rebellion. Uh, oh, yeah. They outnumber we, we, you. We, they do. Um, <laughs> we like breeding the rebellion, though. Um, <laughs> we, the way we try to do it is, is to sort of... Oh, I hear the music. Yeah, I'll you hear through. the music. He knows what that means. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hang on? We'll bring you back. Sure, not right. a problem. More with Manumit in moments. 800-259-9231. We actually haven't found out whether he spanks or not yet, so we'll, uh, we'll get into that here and find out what his alternatives, perhaps, if he has them for raising children are. 1-800-AND-DISCIPLINE. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to add into the conversation or bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. If you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and one of them is our webcam. It's free. You know those other talk show hosts? Curtis is waving right now. Uh, You know those other talk show hosts? They want to charge you to get into their sites. They want to charge you to access their webcam. We give it away. Cam.freetalklive.com is where you go to access it. Also, there's a chat room on the very same page. Sometimes hosts of the show are in the chat. Curtis is uh, is in there tonight. I might jump in here in a little bit. Of course, best time if we're in there is uh, during the breaks to catch our attention. Uh, because we just don't have time to scroll back through everything that is uh, that is being said. But you can watch, listen, and chat with other Free Talk Live listeners, because they're far more interesting, at cam.freetalklive.com. Yeah, and the cam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. I've gone and looked at these prices. They really are up to 99% off. Even the ones that aren't 99% off are still really uh, a great savings. Go to MemoryDealers.com. That's in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery to you today. MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We are talking about alternatives to spanking. Because a a significant amount of people in this country accept the idea that spanking is a legitimate way to to punish children, to discipline their children. And and I'm not a parent, uh, but I was raised by parents who did not spank. They made a, a vow to not spank their children as they were raising them, and they found other alternatives, whether it was some sort of a punishment that the child did not want, like uh, you know, no dessert, or that you have to sit in the corner for a certain a number of minutes, or you have to go to your room. Although the go to your room wasn't really ever the best one, because there are usually things that you could do in your room. 
you know, it was it was it was effective to some extent, but I think the corner was probably a little more effective because there's nothing to do in the corner besides stand there. Um, so so some sort of a punishment like that or a, a positive reinforcement through you call them bribes, Mark. Uh, I call it positive reinforcement, incentivizing through like a star system of, uh, of essentially demerits. You know, if, if the kid is too bad, they don't get a star for the day. And so if they don't have the right amount of stars and they don't get the special ice cream or whatever trip to the mini golf course or whatever the heck it is that your kid likes uh, at the end, the end of the week or month or whatever the term period is. So I want to hear from you as well. What were your ideas? How did you raise your children? How are you raising your children? What kind of challenges have you experienced? And how did you overcome them without raising a hand to your child or a switch or something instead of your hand, a paddle with holes in it? 1-800-259-9231. Manumet is on the line in Wyoming. Now, Manumet, you said you have six children. Oldest is 11, youngest two, as I recall. And uh, do you spank? Um, We do when it's called for. But in our house, it is essentially called going government. Because <laughs> when all you have left to resort to is coercive government, it's a failure in the society whether that society is one house, a county, a state, or a, or a country. That makes sense. I love it. Going government <laughs> instead of um, calling it and, and obviously that's, that's, that's the last thing we want to do in our house. Um, we try to essentially draw the, you know, uh, the, the distinction between um, property rights from my, my sons aggressing against their sisters and vice versa because the, the boys are outnumbered two to one, so the, the girls do go at them. But uh, when, when we started having kids and they were coming up on school age, we started looking at, at different things and, and realized that kids here in America show up to school the, the, the first day already respecting authority and you know, essentially asking permission to do anything and everything, and that's not how we wanted to raise our children. Hmm. So, you know, we're constantly evolving and developing our methods. Um, are your kids you going know, to school, to a government school, or are they private schooled, homeschooled? Um, homeschooled. Um, they went to government school for two or three years, and then uh, when we were having to correct you know, lessons that they were coming home with, oh obviously, yeah, you, you figure you might as well do it, do it right the first time. Yeah. And so who knows wife, what you're not hearing about, right? Because you have to kind of rely on them to tell you what they learned or, to, or look it, through exactly. all their materials. Whereas exactly. if you're at home, you're in, you're in complete control. Now, a question about your homeschooling. A lot of people are advocates, and I think it's a pretty neat idea of the unschooling model where you basically just give your kids the basics of how to learn, like reading and and writing that kind of thing, and then you just turn them loose. That's essentially what we do. It's 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 not officially on schooling. Uh, essentially, we have core subjects we want them to to grasp and you know have that rudimentary knowledge in. But my eleven year old knows more history than I do about wow. you know ancient things and things that you never ever come across when you're forced to follow a, a strict curriculum in a, oh. in a government school. Okay, I'm so jealous. I hated and, history when I was in school because it was oh, just yeah. so detestable the way it was delivered. I remember when I was sitting in, in high school, and maybe it was this way for you guys, the history, history essentially, uh, history class consisted of an overweight bureaucrat standing in front of the class Changing out uh, projector transparencies and just demanding that people take notes. Yeah. And then there Memorizing were tests. dates. Names. That's all it was. I loved it. 
You loved that kind of thing? You liked no, I that? didn't have that type of experience, but I absolutely loved history and, and government What kind of experience and, was yours? Um, I had a bunch of different normal teachers. I just really liked the subject. Um, I was I was big into uh, state sponsored terrorism back then. So, you know, hi- government war. history is nothing but the uh, history of war, war periods. Gotcha. And it is. like the periods between wars. It really is. And uh, I, I was kind of upset when I when I learned what was going on because I was really like a star history student, and they kind of lead you to believe that all this stuff is is not so much random chance, but there's no guiding hand behind it and once you learn about um, the truth about Western banking and the monetary system, mm. it's a big aha moment. If if yeah. you've been looking for that common thread, why why does Western civilization continually you know kill themselves? Right. The answer is fiat banking. Yeah, because the people that are paying the politicians are making a killing off of all of that killing. Yeah, exactly. And they're you know making huge you know huge interest loans on both sides, and they own the munitions factories. I mean, they're they're just making way too much money. So. But I loved it, but I'd love to go back school. and talk to my high school. You know, my my senior year in high school, I was like the teacher's assistant. I sat there and got credit for helping them, you know, grade tests and do this stuff because I was such a wonderful history student. So when I learned all this, I really wanted to go back and, and choke my high school history teacher for, for doing me wrong. Oh, he doesn't know. So, Manny Mitz, uh, anything else you wanted to share tonight? No, I was actually calling about a different topic, but it sounds like you guys are rolling with callers on this one. So well, I I'll appreciate let it go you being out there. And it, later on. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate uh, hearing from you and your thoughts at 800 259 9231. Sounds like a good dad to uh, to grow up with, from what I can tell. I mean, raising your kids with a, a, a pro freedom message from the very beginning, keeping them at home, doing uh, unschooling with them. That's well, that's exciting. Let me um let me correct you a little bit on unschooling. Now, you've talked about it on the air, and I, I yeah. pretty much learned about it from you, but okay. I've, I because I have a kid, and I'm, uh, you know, and you're <laughs> not sending him to government school, and I'm not going to send him to government school. I've paid much more attention, mm-hmm. and unschooling doesn't even mean teaching them the basics and letting them go from there. Unschooling is child-directed learning. So when a child wants to learn whatever they want to learn, they learn that. So an unschooled child could, say, not learn to read till they're nine or might learn to read when they're two. Seems like it'd make a it'd be a good idea to teach them how to read anyway. In the I, I, you see, you, you want to hold on to those reins, and that, that's how it is at my house. I admit. All it's I know is my parents read to me, and I think it made a big difference. Yeah, uh, more Jack coming up. You can bring up anything. Free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Features including listening options like our live streams and our listen lines as well, which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live around the clock. Get all the details and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And listen.freetalklive. Uh, or the, the, the phone lines that you're talking about are sponsored by uh, startpage.com. Yes, the listen lines, correct. Yep. 
And uh, speaking of which, uh, Jurisdictionary.com, they they show you how to use the court system that we have and uh, to take your case to court or just keep an eye on your attorney. It's a... uh, it's a program created by a, a doctor of jurisprudence to show you how to protect yourself from members of his profession. And they assure us that uh, the average eighth grader can grasp it in less than 24 hours. You get five, uh, a five-hour video seminar on CD-ROM, 2.5-hour uh, 2, 2. Uh, audio classrooms on CD, and uh, 15 in-depth reference tutorials that dispel the mysteries of all kinds of the legal maze. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course I'm taking, and I feel like I'm learning a great deal from it, and uh, I think you could too. Jurisdictionary.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Now, for those of you just tuning in, at the beginning of the show, we were sharing a story that actually is fairly old, but I came across it for... What I believe to be the first time last night as we were talking about some of the uh, the signs that a police state is imminent. Of course, I would argue that it already is a police state. But nonetheless, it was kind of cataloging a number of police statey things that the government folks have been doing. And one of them is that the L.A. Times has reported that over 200 people, and this was reported last year, over 200 people in the last several years have been convicted of felonies at the federal level because of so-called terrorism. Well, what were these people doing? Well, one example is of a mother who swatted her children on, a, on an airline flight. And I guess one of the kids spilled a Bloody Mary. Then when the stewardess came over to address the situation. <laughs> I love that part of the story. Then mom took the remainder of the can of uh, tomato juice and threw it on the ground. This For this activity, she was charged with terrorism. Well, technically it was Clamato juice, so you can kind of understand. (laughs) And that's where we uh, pick up the story. She's one of at least 200 people who've been convicted under the Patriot Act. Many people simply uh, that have been convicted have involved raised voices, foul language, or drunken behavior. Some security experts say the use of the law by airlines and their employees has run amok, criminalizing incidents that didn't start out as, as a threat to public safety, much less an act of terrorism. In one case, a couple was arrested after an argument with a flight attendant who claimed the couple was engaged in overt sexual activity. An FBI affidavit said the two were embracing, kissing, and acting in a manner that made other passengers uncomfortable. Jealous. Probably the case. Well, I, <laughs> I think there's a certain kind of public groping that's, that's inappropriate. However, it's not terrorism. That's for sure. No, in, in no way, shape, or form. Uh, your uncomfortability... It's not a felony. Yeah, you, you being uncomfortable in, in, uh, in regards to whatever my behavior is, is, uh, is not a terrorist. Can, can an uncomfortable situation in the passenger compartment affect the pilots? Wouldn't I, think so. Yeah. I don't, not I don't unless so. somebody wouldn't report it to them, but I don't see why they'd care. They don't have seen it. New York security insultant, or consultant, rather, says, we've gone completely berserk on this issue. And I guess when he says we, he means... Somebody, I don't know. These uh, these are not threats to national security or threats to aircraft, but we use that as an excuse. Spokesman for the Justice de- uh, Department, their bureaucrat, said he, he defended the prosecution, saying they have helped improve airline security. Really? <laughs> Charging a woman with a felony for spanking her kids and... Yeah, at a, what cost? I mean, so, assuming what you say is true, and I'll I'll take your word for it that airlines are that much more secure now that uh, secure from who? A drunk guy? Right. He added that the department has only pursued prosecution when facts and circumstances of a, pecu- a particular case warrant such action. 
you know, like the people that were making out, clearly. Right. The, the 200 people that have been charged with felonies since then for all kinds of preposterous It's nonsense. Reasons. Yeah. Indeed, the law has given airlines new flexibility to clamp down on unruly behavior. But the intent of the Patriot Act provisions was to put terrorists in violation of the law before they could execute an actual takeover, according to a professor who helped write the Patriot Act. He acknowledged that in the fervor to protect the skies, the practical application of the law has strayed. Huh. Gee, that's never happened before with the government, has it, where they pass a law and then it strays from its original intent. That's the first time that's ever happened. It seems like it's just about every time you pass a law. You can count on it. You can count on, there are certain things you can count on when it comes to the government. This is one of them. You can count on that when you're going to create a new government program, the estimated budget, you can count on it'll be at least three times that. At least. You can count that when you create this new program, whatever it is, this new uh, concept, bureaucracy, that it will end up doing things You, the creator of the program, as though you would actually get to create the program, because you're not a politician, and you're not a politically connected person, most likely. So the the sort of fantasy world where you actually get to create some perfect government program, guess what? You're not going to run the program. Some bureaucrats that you don't know are going to be running that program. And they're going to turn it into something unlike you ever imagined. They will immediately begin advocating for the expansion of that program. They will immediately begin expanding the program as much as possible, hiring on new bureaucrats, taking on new uh, responsibilities heretofore uh, unenvisioned for that program. These are things you can count on. So in this particular case, the program is so-called national security. And shocking shock, it has expanded to include people making out People uh, having a little tantrum and being too drunk on airplanes. I mean, does anybody else besides us in the studio bothered by this? Or does anybody think this is great? Does anyone listening think this is just great? Well, we need the government to come in and stop people from being drunk. Where's the judge that's got to sign off on all this? Like, maybe it's my just my mistaken belief that, that there's this judge somewhere. Oh, the government, they can charge what they want, but at least it's got to go in front of a judge who's going to have to read this and say, are you kidding me? You want to charge them with this for the, the facts of the case? So Yeah, what are they saying when they see these cases? Oh, yeah, this is how I wanted to spend my time being a judge. This is, what, this is exactly what I envisioned when I decided I wanted to spend my, dedicate my life to the so-called justice system, was taking cases like this. So you can make a woman a felon for her breast milk. In practice, uh, airlines have largely maintained order of the FAA's rules, which hundreds in which hundreds of unruly passengers are simply slapped with an infraction and fine each year. According to the FAA guidelines issued in 2007, interference or intimidation of a crew member by itself is not chargeable under the criminal statute unless it rises to the level of physical assault, threatened physical assault, or an act posing an imminent threat to the safety of the aircraft or other individuals on the aircraft. September 11th, however, changed everything, as they always say. Within two months of the attacks, Congress passed the Patriot Act, sweeping attempt to, we all know what that is, including, uh, were included were two key provisions on airline security. The first disri- defined disruptive behavior as a terrorist act, terrorist act, reflecting the seismic shift in airline security. The second broadened the existing criminal law so that any attempt or conspiracy to interfere with a flight crew became a felony, a change that allowed flight personnel to act against suspicious passengers even if they hadn't begun an actual assault. The law gave flight personnel enormous latitude in determining what precisely posed a potential threat or disruption, and judging by some cases, there is no clear standard. Last summer, a Boston man who took off his clothes and attempted to open an emergency exit during a flight to Los Angeles 
was not charged with a crime, <laughs> even though the plane was forced to make an unscheduled landing in Oklahoma City. Now, that's one of those things where you are putting people in danger. selective prosecution there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call that terrorism either, but I, I can see why someone would call that a felony. Such was not I mean, the case. I, I think that if if this charge has the word terrorism in it, that's a very bad thing. I, and I think that, that uh, that's going to bode poorly for that person for the rest of their life. It, it's one thing if somebody has a, you know, an episode where they, you know, they do something that endangers a whole plane. It sounds to me like this guy has mental health issues. But I think in that case, you don't need to get the government involved. The, this, this could be a private uh, situation where the airlines just say, all right, you're now going on our private blacklist. You know, it's just Absolutely. It's not in our own best interest to let you up in the plane. They and have, I think that that blacklist should be shared with other airlines. Exactly, exactly. It's ostracism. But I don't think their blacklist should qualify you as a terrorist, no, which is kind of what we got going right now. With criminal charges. Yeah, absolutely. It should be handled privately, and uh, shame on the airlines if they're turning to the government for their security issues because it's ruining, it's hurting people's lives who might just make a, well, you know, a poor choice. The airlines are just like any other welfare recipient in this country. They're being forced to take this government handout. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Number's brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and if you like the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, they likely sell it. Dozens of categories in which you can shop used items, even if you like. Of course, they're brand new items. A lot of them have free Super Saver shipping attached to them if you order more than 25 bucks at a time. And it's not hard to do. Uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. It's just our special portal. When you enter through that link... Free Talk Live gets a fairly decent cut of the Amazon's profits. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Murray Rothbard meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples, and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, again, the toll-free number here for you is 1-800-259-9231. We're talking about some pretty outrageous stories that I'm surprised we missed. It's uh, it's a fairly old News item from the Los Angeles Times from about a year, over a year ago, actually, talking about the over 200 people that have been convicted of felonies, so-called terrorism, under the Patriot Act within the last several years. And just these people have been convicted for nonsense, stuff like raised voices, profanity, being a little bit too drunk. 
It's just silly stuff. P- people making poor choices, maybe getting a little bit uh, emotional and uh, irrational, but not terrorism. But yet the airline crew apparently uh, is calling in the police, or they, some of the airline crews are calling in the police to deal with these unruly passengers, and then the police go ahead and they charge them, well, we've got a complaint from the airline, so this is terrorism. But it's crazy, and it's happening, and it could happen to you. Not so, me. I don't fly. Well, there you go. Uh, well, just wait. They'll bring it to uh, Greyhound buses soon. Not that uh, you take Greyhound not either. That I, if I did, I'd stop taking the Greyhound too. Such well, such was not the case with Carl Persing and Don Sewell, a Lakewood couple who never left their seats during the 2006 incident aboard a Southwest flight to Raleigh, North Carolina, that led to their arrest and four days in jail. FBI and local investigators in Raleigh alleged that the couple engaged in a variety of sexual activities during the flight. At one point, the according to the FBI affidavit, Persing was observed with his face pressed against Sewell's vaginal area. During these oh actions, <laughs> Sewell was observed smiling. A flight attendant <laughs> twice asked them to stop, according to the affidavit. He responded, get out of my face. And later, you and I are going to have a serious confrontation when we get off this plane, he said. He denied making a threat. He said he didn't feel well because of a chemotherapy drug, that uh, he, and that's the reason why he would put his head in her lap. Uh, we were kind of confused as to why he was waking us up, why he wouldn't let me sleep, he said in a recent interview. So he, his story is basically that he was sick, and there wasn't anything uh, untoward going on. Charges were dropped against Sewell, but Persing, who had never been arrested before, was sentenced to 12 months probation. He almost lost his job as a mechanic, which requires a security clearance for the Port of Los Angeles from the Department of Homeland Security. The department initially yanked the clearance but reinstated it after a review of the facts. The Justice Department doesn't keep data on how many such prosecutions or convictions have occurred. Let me run that by you one more time. They don't keep data on how many of these prosecutions or convictions have occurred. So who knows how many people are being terrorized by this system that's labeling them as the so-called terrorists. But according to the Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse, a Syracuse University program, the federal government has obtained 208 felony convictions for disrupting flights since 2003, which was when data first became available. So somebody else has run the numbers. The government themselves don't actually uh, do these things for you. Yeah, that's kind of disturbing. The single case of actual terrorism cited by Boyd involved Britain Richard Reed, who is serving three life sentences. Reed was subdued by passengers and attendants on a 2001 flight uh, from Paris to Miami after he was seen trying to ignite explosives in his shoes. So one out of 208 cases that this Syracuse University looked at was an actual alleged terrorist attempt like one where there might have actually been some sort of uh, terrorist thing occurring airlines in most cases have provided no additional training for flight attendants etc you'd you'd think that there's already a charge for this though wouldn't you i mean they don't need to apply they don't they didn't need to make the law um, larger and more inclusive because he was already breaking the the old law so you know i I just it, it seemed like the 9/11 um the the Patriot Act was the 9/11 was just an, an open door for the government to oh my god let's make some stuff happen quick and they ruined a bunch of things with all these provisions. So let's take it back around to the beginning. We talked about the uh, lady in the very beginning of the story, uh, Ms. Freeman, who was uh, convicted under this same law, the same Patriot Act for spanking, essentially slapping her kids, uh, spanking them or uh, swatting them, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, throwing a little tantrum herself when she threw some a portion of her Bloody Mary down onto the, the floor of the airplane. So what happened to her? 
Well, the cost of conviction can be enormous. Remember, she was in jail for three months before she decided to plead guilty so she could get out. Because otherwise she would have had to have waited till who knows when the trial would have been and then who knows what would have happened at the trial. So in her case, in Tamara's case, it cost her custody of her children. The confrontation of the Frontier Airlines flight to Denver was particularly harsh, according to the flight attendant who told Freeman to stop spanking her children. In a recent interview, she called Freeman the most unruly passenger she'd seen in 11 years on the job. She said, absolutely, she deserved a felony conviction. This according to the flight attendant. But at least one passenger, a defense attorney who was seated near Freeman, said there was no threat. He said there was a nasty, loud exchange, and then Freeman capitulated and offered no resistance. My sympathy shifted to her. A spokeswoman for the airline said they provided more training for flight attendants since 2001 on ways to calm a situation before it reaches a boiling point or physical confrontation. After three months in jail, Freeman agreed to plead guilty in exchange for being released on probation. A court-appointed attorney told her that a plea deal would be her fastest way to see her children. It's exactly what you said earlier tonight, Mark. They held her in jail, they made her sweat it out, they, uh, and then they offered her a plea deal and said, look, you want to get out and see your kids, sign this piece of paper, we'll put you on probation, you'll be our bitch for, uh, for however many years. And you'll have a felony conviction that says terrorism in it. Yeah. I mean, how, how are you going to get a job when you're a convicted terrorist? Her probation required her to stay in Oklahoma City, where she grew up, and prohibited her from flying. Meanwhile, legal proceedings have begun to allow the children's foster parents to adopt them. She has been denied permission to attend custody hearings in Maui over the last six months. She says, I've cried. I have cried for my children every day. I feel the system is failing me. Wow. Taking her children away from her for spilling a... Tomato juice. Well, I mean, they she smacked them on their legs, but I mean, still, it's that crazy. happens every the, day. Right. In America. The, the average, <laughs> I think that the average American parent has smacked their kids, and this this is just essentially smacking them in an inappropriate place. I thought he was talking about when he said this happens every day in America. I thought he was talking about kids being taken away from their families. No, well, that probably happens too in Florida. Yeah, I I know that CPS is out there causing uh, wreaking havoc on families all over the country, or DCF or DCYF or whatever they're called, and uh, the, the the same terroristic agency is called in your state. But I just mean people spanking in general. This woman didn't do anything unusual. Uh, as far as how she treated her children as compared to other parents out there. And again, while I personally disagree with it, I would never uh, advocate taking someone's kids away from them because they spanked them. And that's essentially what we're talking about here. She's, she had her kids taken from her because she spanked their ki- uh, her kids and then she threw a tantrum. No, I don't see where, where the crime is. On the word of the airline employees. Yeah, that's true. That's what kills me. Somehow an employee of a private company is able to... Uh, you know, say some magic words and have your children taken away from you, have you or have you cataloged as a terrorist. Very, very disturbing situation. And, you know, it's only going to get worse from here. Do you vote for your stewardess? Do I vote for her? I don't know what you mean by that. That stewardess, she's not accountable to you. She's completely outside, <laughs> completely outside of the accountability situation. You, you can't vote to have her replaced. Well, what are you, you going to do? You're being tongue-in-cheek. You're, you're being a little facetious there because, yes, of course, you can just fly on a different airline. Unless they've stolen your children from you and ruined your life and banned you from flying. Yeah, or unless they've made all the airlines, you know, part of their little gang. And that's really what it's coming down to is as the airlines consolidate further. Yeah. I mean, how far are we away from there being two airlines 
and uh, and then uh, you know them being sold off to the government. It doesn't matter. It sounds crazy right now, right? It doesn't matter if there are two airlines or, or 20. If the government has put so many rules in place that they all have to act the same, yeah. then you might as well have it. It's, it's essentially like insurance companies. They mm-hmm. all stink because the government has so many rules that they have to run by. All right, hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up absolutely anything. Uh, Curtis, you want to tell us about your history teacher and some of the lies you were told. We'll get into that. Also, take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, hour three, coming up. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free as we launch here into the third hour tonight. It's Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Again, features for free. Listening options, you can watch the show, we've got archives, we've got a wiki, Shrine of Female Listeners, and so much more. In fact, the site itself actually allows you to influence some of the things we'll talk about here on Free Talk Live by submitting show prep suggestions that uh, we will be able to look at. And also our other listeners, more importantly, will be able to uh, to examine the stuff that you think they might like. And then you can vote up and vote down, and they can vote up and vote down the stuff they, they like or dislike. And the most popular items will make it to the front page and the top of our website. So try it out for yourself. It's totally free. Freetalklive.com. Now, last hour, we, we ended up going off on a topic about education alternatives, and we were discussing unschooling. Uh, but, Curtis, you were talking about your experience in government history class. And as somebody who is a fan of history, when I was in school, it was just drudgery to go to history class. I didn't care. I didn't see why it mattered. Uh, I, I didn't have any of that vision, and they certainly did not impart it to me effectively. So they didn't, they didn't give me that drive to learn history. You apparently had it, and you thought it was just great when you were in government school, but then later on you found out that there were more than a few things that weren't necessarily I felt like I've been, they should have been. I felt like I've been lied to, basically. You were, yeah, I would have out lied to. What, what, what were some of the examples you wanted to give? I mean, the the real best example is is the one I shared earlier is is the fact that they they make you believe that there's this complete chance at work uh, between the affairs of men and the affairs of nation and whatnot, and it's it's only because the French you know made this wrong insult that the you know the English spent the next eighty war eighty years trying to kill them, and um, 
and it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but then, you know, they got this whole, you know, the, the, the fact that these are really big things that are going on. It's kind of, you know, a lot of variables. So uh, you, you kind of swallow it, but then you learn later on. So hopefully you're going to learn later on that um, the whole system of Western banking is, is influences the way nations interact with one another. Uh, to the event, you know, to the point that it gets them to kill one another. Now, um, I'm I'm kind of with with you here, Curtis. I was pretty good at, at history, you know, the high school version of history, which is really training wheels. Um, and you know, but but if I were to go to university uh, now, what I would want to study would be like history and economics, and likely what they would teach me is a bunch of lies in both areas. So I so I don't. I study them on my own. But it's a lot cheaper that way. Even if without a fiat banking system, and I think that the fiat banking system really exacerbates the problem, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Even without a, a fiat banking system, war is the health of the state. Uh, king, kings uh, spread their power and influence with you know paying their soldiers in gold um, that they took from you know by collecting the the the, the split the sweat of the brow of their their serfs. But once the fiat system comes into play, then they can uh, they can tax with impunity because. You can just print more money and, and nobody realizes it's this invisible tax. And um, it allows sort of the 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 debt to be foisted forward in time on the children and the grandchildren. So the the penalty is a lot different. It's why um, in uh, 1940s when there was still the, the dollar was still tied to, to currency to, to, to uh, real money like silver and gold that they said buy war bonds. But in um, 2002, George Bush said, go shopping. That's why there's an, a big shift, because in 1970, finally, the last little thread, Nixon pulled the last thread of the dollar attached to, uh, to uh, you know, metals uh, off, and, and now it just kind of floats out there. Yeah, you point out that it's, you know, war is the health of the state, and without fiat currency, these, these nations would still be going to war. But the, the whole fiat currency mechanism is an incredible way, an incredible new way circa 1550 or so for for nation states um to finance the expansion of government it's powerful well now they would have to to actually collect money from people on a much more consensual basis if they were going to war absent the the fiat money system so it would be a major impediment to any kind of warmongering because they wouldn't have this limitless supply from which they could pull money to buy things like bombs and tanks and that sort of thing. So I think that having uh, no fiat money would go a long way to preventing war. I mean, it would be tremendously costly. It would have to come out of whatever the government was uh, extracting from people, whereas right now they can just print it up. They can just increment some numbers in a computer. They would actually have to go through the process of trying to squeeze it out of people if it was just based on taxation. But because they can inflate the money supply, they can get as much money as they want for warmongering and we're all forced to pay, even if we can manage to, in our own individual lives, avoid the income tax. We're still forced to pay for whatever the government does because they just print the money out. As long as we're using their money, they are in control. It's, so, it's the truth. Now, um, so tell us about some of the uh, some of the lies you felt that, uh, in particular, the history class uh, taught you. Because I, I know there's a bunch of them. <laughs> well, um, besides Lincoln. Yeah, oh, Link, gosh, Lincoln is a big one. That's, a, that's an hour on its own right <laughs> the, the, there. <laughs> Um, well, I guess uh, probably a lot of the listeners, even, you know, the, the voluntarists among us can probably relate to the, to the lies told to us about the founding fathers and oh, the, yeah. these very idealistic men who had nothing but the best, you know, soundest morals and, you know, nothing but, you know, love for their countrymen. And then later on you find out what, uh, Ben Franklin was an alleged womanizer. Thomas Jefferson owned, uh, sla- slaves. And he treated them very well. <laughs> 
Um, I think that uh, probably when you th- think about George Washington, the guy who led the rebellion against the English, and then realized that he put down Shays' Rebellion and the Whiskey Rebellion, and there were even, as I understand, some even smaller rebellions around uh, sort of after the Revolutionary War. I mean, he, basically he said, look, I won, and you guys are going to do what I say. So his rebellion was okay, but everybody else, not well, so the, much. Well, the complete... Um personification of of, of uh, Washington as, you know, the hero of the Republic and beating the British and standing up for the common man. That's, that was all bull to begin with. He was a horrible general. Um, if it wasn't for the help of uh, Ben Franklin getting uh, this Hessian general to come and, and be his second and kind of, you know, uh, whip the troops into shape. Ba- basically, you know, take, take his orders and then go give the correct orders while he wasn't looking, you know. I have read a bunch of this stuff, and I have a, I have a difficult time deciding how much of it is spin, how much of it is positioning. I don't know. I, there's evidence on all over, all over, and, the, uh, you know, like, some of the evidence says that, in fact, the, um, the militias would have done fine without a Continental Army. A lot of people say, well, the militia was great for, uh, you know, if you put, uh, if you put real army members behind them and made them stay in, um, stay and fight but that wasn't really the purpose of a militia in the first place the idea was to harass their flanks just to, to hassle them yeah the continental army fought better in the traditional sort of stand up there and fire and um you know fight with uh with pointy sticks kind of uh, yeah, fighting but, but, but against you know the world's greatest superpower that was that was suicide yeah it was it was dumb and so uh, you guys died some better luck. congratulations yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some good luck along the way they you know they they managed to to make some some things work there at the end but not to mention that England was in another war, but also. Yet, but an all-volunteer crew of, of people who are defending their homeland—they're they're not going to try to, uh, you know, get their butt shut off. So they're going to shoot from behind a tree. They are going to, you know, choose choose their uh, their battles, um, and it's it's going to make a more effective fighting crew because they're going to last longer. The uh, the other thing is is that early on in the war, the um, the people that fought that that hunted their food would use rifles that were intended to hunt their food, and they would shoot the enemy. <laughs> Whereas uh, then, as it, as things progressed, they went back to the sort of the normal thing, which was you put a lot of lead in the air, and it, yeah, it got a few guys, and then you really fought with the the the, the, the bayonet, bayonet at the end. So that's. Mm, I don't. I don't feel that was the best way to to handle it. But I know that there are historians that can make a darn good argument the other direction. And I'm I'm a one armed man in that fight. The toll free number here, if you want to add to the conversation, is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What were some of the things you learned, whether it's history class or whatever? What were, what is it you learned in school that you found out later on was nonsense? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So, Curtis, um, you said something about during the break about the uh, the Spanish Civil War, and I can't say I know much uh, about it except uh, you know for whom the bell tolls. I read that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Spanish music. Civil War is a great example. You know, we're told that it's it's two government forces fighting against one another, and and they're nothing but puppets for the, the fascists and and. Um, Germany Let's and get into the detail here in a moment. Hang on. Soviet uh, Union. More in a moment. 800-259-9231. Your calls as well about whatever you want. Curtis's History Lesson here on Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, and they include our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. It's a lot to talk about there, and it's all for free. In fact, uh, serious stuff you'll find also silly nonsense, and it's virtually unmoderated. So do remember that when you're going there, beware. bbs.freetalklive.com is the place to go. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. I've been taking a weight loss supplement here for the last six weeks or so, and I've been losing weight. And I recently stopped smoking, and that's normally a time frame when you when you gain weight. But with this product, Lumathin Plus, you can find it at lumathinplus.com. I have been managing to take the pounds off. It's not one of those kind of vitamin or you know pills out there that say you can lose 10 pounds in just 10 minutes or anything like that what this is designed for is to suppress your appetite a little bit over time and to cause you to lose a little bit of weight you don't have to change your lifestyle you don't have to starve yourself for three days or whatever because that doesn't work you uh, even if you can manage to make the three days you just binge at the end and sooner or later you put the pounds back on this is intended to you, you take two pills a day you don't change your lifestyle you don't change how you you don't have to change uh, how you exercise and you'll still lose the weight. LumaThinPlus.com. It works for me and I think it'll work for you. All right, let's continue here. By the way, we're going to get back to uh, Curtis's history lesson as he is telling us about some of the things he learned in government school that he found out was a little less than true. We'll get to that. But first, we go to your phone calls about what you want. Kyle is in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kyle. Kyle in New Jersey. Hello. Yeah. Um, You're on the air? I- I haven't been uh, listening to your whole show, so I'll be reminded. It's not a requirement uh, that you consume the entire show in order to call as in. As a matter of fact, you don't have to be listening at all. Well, we prefer that it, yeah, you're it'd listening. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, but, uh, yeah. uh, well, I, that's cool, because actually I was, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Free Talk Live. We'll just make fun of you. Yeah, go it, on. Doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Anything <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about, we're, anything you talk about <laughs> we're here for you. So go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I'm a big-time stoner. You know, I smoke every day. Um, and my wife's pregnant, and so now she's getting on me, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop smoking like that, and I totally understand where she's coming from. Why, you're not I mean, pregnant. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, why, you're not pregnant. I know, exactly, exactly, well, I'm not, not necessarily, like, right now, but she's like, oh, we're gonna raise a kid, and, you know, this and that, I'm thinking, it's not that bad, you're like, do it like, like, every I'm other parent. Be like, like, looking like a heroin addict, you know, holding my kid or anything, you know? Like, I don't, I don't like, Dude, you're gonna do it like, know, like you're uh, gonna do it like every other pot smoking parent. You're gonna keep smoking on the side. You're gonna try to keep it from the kid. And eventually, he's gonna turn eight or nine. He's gonna run across your stash, and you're gonna have to have a yeah, talk. And I'm gonna be like, Yo, well, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you know, not right now. You're at, at your age, but 
How does your, how does your, you're you're still developing. How does your wife feel about being honest with kids about drugs? I mean, because that seems oh. like with this, where this is stemming from. Like, she wants to hide this from her child, and I think that's the wrong approach. I don't, I don't think, on in her defense, I don't think it's necessarily that she wants to hide it, but I think she sees it as, uh, I mean, as a whole, like, normally I forget a lot of things and I'm lazy. I mean, that's, that's being sober. And she she she's gonna tie. No, I know. She 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 ties that in. Well, if you if you get rid of smoking weed, that will cut down on it less. She like she'll tell me like you know don't forget you know we got this or you gotta do that or or whatever and I'll maybe forget or she'll get on me and she'll like oh it's because you're a fucking stoner. Oh, oh gotta let you go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. I can't let that happen. Yeah, sorry problem with calling that. a radio show and you're stoned. Can't keep that uh, <laughs> the f bomb out of your mouth. Now um. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, he said his wife has a concern about um, him uh, being a, a, a stoner and being lazy, and, and he says that he's that way anyway. And I can tell you that as women mature, that there's nothing, there's nothing that they find more exciting than seeing a guy working their butt off. So, um, you know, that's just sort of natural. They, you know, once you, <laughs> once you get a woman into that family way, they're going to want you to work hard to, uh, you know, support the family. And I think mm-hmm. that that's part of the, it's kind of part of the contract. Um, secondly, I, we didn't, what we didn't find out about him, is he the awake and bake kind of guy? I mean, does he get up and call himself a stoner? Well, that, I, that, that, he said he smokes every day and he considers himself a stoner. I think you can smoke every day and not be a stoner. I think that it's likely he's waking and baking and, and smoking all day. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that. And then the other question that I sort of had is, well, what does your wife feel about alcohol consumption? Because some some people don't have this is where I kind of put it. Um, to me, I, I consider smoking weed to be very similar to the consumption of alcohol. If you consider drinking in front of your kid to be a bad thing, then you should consider smoking to be um, to be a bad thing. But if you think it's okay to do one and not okay to do another, that's that's hypocritical to me. But I would say that somebody who gets up and cracks open a beer has a real problem, okay? <laughs> and I think that somebody who gets up and smokes a joint on a daily basis, it's one thing if this is your weekend, you're on vacation, you're down in Maui, whatever it is that you're doing, that's, that's, a, that's a whole different world. But You know what I heard in this uh, phone call was that, who did this lady think she was marrying? Yeah, I I have the same question. If if you want your your who, lover, who said they're married? Huh? Who said they're married? He said it was his wife. Okay, yeah. Uh, so let's if, go to this whole. You were about to talk about people who wake well, hold, up hold and that, smoke all day. Hold, hold that thought. We'll come. We'll come back to that. But but this is a woman who decided she was going to marry this guy, and when she decided she was going to marry him, it's likely. You know, we don't have him here to ask because he dropped the up bomb. But it's likely he was a pot smoker at that time. Yep. And so, uh, so she knows exactly who this guy is. She fell in love with him, but now she's saying to him, "Oh, well, who said anything about love?" Now that okay, well, okay, they're still together. They're Presumably, they love each other still. I would hope uh, they had a, they had a child together. They got married. They're having a child together now, and she's decided that okay, this is it. Now you get to shape up. We've been together for let's say fifteen years now, or ten years now, and you've been this way the whole time. Now. You need to get it together, buddy. You got a kid. Come on, are you kidding me? What do you expect here, lady? Oh, I, I think I, that's I th- pretty normal, though. I think it's normal. I think it's a, a reasonable expectation. Is it normal to, uh, to believe that you can actually change a man no, like that? That part, that part is unreasonable, but it's going. It's reasonable in the sense that it's common. 
It is common. That's true. They believe, and I think this works on both sides. You know, a guy might believe he can change a uh, a lady, and a lady might believe she can change the man. But maybe it doesn't really work out that way. Well, the expectation that somebody's going to mature on your schedule is pretty unreal, unrealistic. Mm. If you look at somebody throughout their, it. throughout yeah. their life, you know, say that they're two years behind you in the maturity scale, mm-hmm. that's going to be two really rough years, and it's likely that whatever you know uh, relationship you have is not going to last through it. You know, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's tough. I mean, I've just got to say, it's one of the reasons I don't recommend people get together at young ages. Um, I mean, I've, there's certainly when you some. Say good you ex- don't recommend to get together at young ages. What do you mean to, by that? Marry, stay married, together, marry, have kids yeah. at I see. eighteen. Yeah, you don't know who you are. Then I, I agree completely. Well, I, you're, you're making a you're making a blanket statement. Also, I think generally, that's a tr- that's a true statement. It's I don't a, think very many people are are too in touch with themselves at age eighteen. It will be even less so in touch with themselves if they have, get knocked up. Plenty, plenty of people pull it off on a regular basis, manage to get married and stay married um, at, from 18 that years old. That doesn't mean it's ideal, though, right? It, who knows what – who cares about ideal? True. I mean, it's up to you what's ideal, but I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to have a kid when it's I was 18. It's not what I would want to do. Yeah. And uh, I think generally you can kind of say that women start maturing at about age 25 and men start maturing at about age 30. Those are, but what, those is, are, what does the di- desire to reproduce have to do with you know maturing, quote-unquote? Well, so, uh, there's societal things about having uh, kids – some some subcultures think that having kids is uh, you know some some good thing, but I was kind of raised as you don't do that until you're ready to settle down. We're coming back with more here, and Curtis, I know you wanted to address the pot aspect here in a moment, so don't forget to get back to that here in moments. It's free talk live. Bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, and they include archives, our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com will get you to it. And... I want to tell you about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can go to Porkfest.com to learn about an incredible event that happens on a yearly basis here in New Hampshire. It's going to be this year happening, same place it did last year, which was an awesome venue, uh, Rogers Campground in northern New Hampshire's Lancaster. It's a very beautiful place right next to the White Mountains, and it's an incredible view, great campground, but most importantly, there, it will be populated by hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all enjoying themselves, having an awesome weekend. In fact, in some cases, it will people will be arriving as early as the, that week. So it's like almost like a, a week-long event. There will be people showing up. Curtis, you know you are involved in planning it this year, and you and Carla have been doing an, an incredible job. I think you're really going to take the event uh, to the next level, at least from what I've seen as far as the planning process and some of the things that have been announced that are happening this year that, that just didn't happen last year, like the Agra Alley, where people will be uh, featuring various different kinds of services and products without asking the government's permission to do so. Everything from- or, the, or the Free State Projects. 
Every exactly everything <laughs> from uh, selling silver to food sales, uh, food vending, making people food, and uh, let's see what who knows what else you'll find there. Tattoos, uh, all kinds of things. So that's going to be exciting. And there's just a whole list of uh, of activities, gun shoots, family oriented stuff happening. Have you mentioned to your listeners who our opening speakers going to be? You know what? I don't think we've broken that news yet. Why don't you break that? All right. Can I get a drum roll? No, that's okay. We probably could get that. <laughs> he'll fish it out. Why don't you do the uh, announcement, and then he'll come up with a drum roll later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have a producer here. here I, I couldn't be more pleased. To announce. <laughs> it's opening can... speaker. <laughs> did, it, did it just go up and pitch? Yeah, I think so. It just keeps going. Opening speaker at this year's 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival is... That's, That's a horrible drum roll. It just keeps going. <laughs> when did you want it to end? Stop. Ready? <laughs> Stefan Molyneux. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No applause lined up for that? You didn't ask for the applause. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Stefan Molyneux will from be in attendance. From Freedom Main Radio? From Freedom Main Radio. And uh, he will be giving a wonderful speech on voluntarism and will be opening up to questions and answers after the speech. He's quite the philosopher, uh, Stefan Molyneux. He's uh, he's definitely one of the more preeminent uh, philosophers, I think, within the Liberty Movement. He's got an incredibly popular uh, podcast. We've had him on this program in the past. And, uh, of course, he was actually speaking. He was the closing speaker at the Liberty Forum a couple of years ago, last year, not this year, but the year prior to that. He was the closing speaker. And he really rounded it out pretty well from what I saw. And uh, this year he's going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival for the first time ever. Yeah, along with Michael Badnarik and Mark Stevens. Michael Badnarik giving an eight-hour class on the Constitution? It's, it's the introduction to the Constitution course. takes eight hours just to introduce you. Now, what does it cost to get involved in that? Because these are these, now to see Stefan Molyneux, you'll just have to be in with a regular twenty dollar uh, ticket, which is twenty dollars until the fifteenth, exactly. and then it goes up. Exactly. Uh, Go to so, porkfest.com. So everybody gets to see Stefan Molyneux if they're there with just a regular porkfest registration. But the eight hour class with uh, with Michael Badnarik's a little bit extra. Exactly, it's a uh, hundred dollars uh, extra. Um, the Mark Stevens class is also an eight hour class the next day. Michael Badnarik's on Thursday, and Mark Stevens is on Friday. Um, that class is eight hours. That's seventy dollars. Um, you'll still be able to meet these guys because they'll be hanging out. Only, only leave. if they get enough people registered. If you can't, if we can't get enough people registered, then they're, uh, gonna they're not going to come up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how how close are we? Can we talk about that? Do we? I mean, it's not done yet, right? We still need people to sign up for these classes. We definitely do. There's still plenty of tickets left for both courses. Um, ticket sales have been a little slow at this point. Um, we've got a Facebook event for each for each um, speaker, and uh, there's plenty of people who say they're going to come. Um, but getting them to go over there and spend the money has uh, been a little slow at this point. So if, if you, you don't need to worry. If you want to um, get in to see Michael Bednark or Mark Stevens, you can go ahead and register now. Uh, you don't need to worry about them, us not having any tickets. So head on over to porkfest.com to do that. That's porkfest with a C P O R C F E S T. You you can just sign up for porkfest and then you can sign up for all the you know the extra bonus stuff as well like, like the, the Mark one Stevens cook off. So there are different things that you can enter into and get and get involved in and even if you just show up and you and you camp for a week you're going to have a blast or you just camp for the weekend you're going to have a blast. But there's also a lot of other options uh, for you to get involved. If you in. come and camp for the weekend, you'll really feel bad that you missed the week prior. <laughs> So I understand. I've never actually been there for the uh, the early week stuff, and I've only only ever heard good things about it. Well, we've uh, shown up on Thursdays and stuff like that. Well, it officially starts on Thursday. It yeah. does start on Thursday, but some people show up on Sunday and, and Monday. 
So, porkfest.com, let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want and go to David in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live, the Ian Curtis and Mark. Hi, I, I actually called when you were talking about the history stuff and what, what some stuff that may not have been the whole truth or something. They lied to you. Go ahead and admit it. They lied. Well, I think sometimes they selectively choose. They also lie. They also omit much a lot of times, it seems to me. Um, I was going to say um, stuff around the Indians. Oh, yeah. And, and like, um, stuff like, I don't know. Christopher just, Columbus? How about that one? Columbus, exactly. I was thinking of him, yeah. But you know me, they didn't even try to lie about the Indians. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to to, uh, to spin genocide. It was just like, uh, it's in our past, and, you know, hey, you like what you got now. Well, we had to, you know, kill a few Indians to get, you know, all this territory. So, Well, they referred to them as savages, which, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Less, less than human. Exactly. We've seen what that Good example, before. David. What else did you want to share tonight? Oh, I, I was, oh, one other thing. Well, this was, this was like, I mean, we, we supposedly had nine planets at one time, and now we only, <laughs> now we supposedly have eight. I don't know. Um, I guess. Poor Pluto, Pluto supposedly got ruled out or something. Yep. But um, they rolled out. They rolled out a couple of other planets too, because Pluto's uh, moon Charon is uh, nearly Pluto's size. I guess. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, these are just things I read and like Scientific right. American. They, they upgraded Cirrus to the same thing. Pluto is a planetoid. Yeah. The, it, well, it, at one point they were calling pla- it Planet X or whatever. I guess. And, and well, that's no. Cirrus is the largest asteroid in the asteroid belt. That's what I'm talking. Oh, about. I'm sorry. I was thinking of something that was extra. You know, was even farther out than Pluto. Yeah. Um, suffice to say, we just can't trust the information. Well, no, but I don't, sure I, don't, I don't count that anywhere near on the same scale as the history no. teacher who tells you about Western history. The, the, you know, the astronomy teacher who says, you know, we used to think there were seven planets, and then they found an eighth, and then they found a nine, and we think there's ten, and then they go back one. I don't, I don't see that as he was lying to us yeah. or, or leading us the wrong way, whereas, you know, the Western history teacher, he, he definitely is reading, leading us down the wrong path. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Well, I just thought I'd mention that stuff, and thanks. Hey, David, thank you for listening. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. So, Curtis, where do you want to go? I mean, we left off. You could you could talk about the Spanish Civil War, but you also wanted to comment on the pot thing. So, your call. Where, what do you want to address first? Uh, well, I think the Spanish Civil War is probably more important than the whole pot thing. All right. That was a big it. one. You know, uh, we were talking about it during the break. In your, in your you know, Western history course... Um, it might have been two paragraphs on the Spanish Civil War, and it might have been just like on the introduction to World War II. You know, oh, this just was basically a testing ground for you know the fascists and the communists to see how you know they could test their tanks and their new automatic weapons and stuff. Yeah, and you know, then they make mention of these two puppet sides, you know, who are were you know basically being used by these two superpowers in order to uh, test their weapons, but they never mentioned really what what really went on was you know the the uh, the anarcho-socialists, the anarchists that were standing up and fighting, um, completely never get mentioned. And I mean, there's parts of Spain that were uh, completely stateless for you know multiple years during the Spanish Civil War, and it's completely just not even mentioned. So, what, what, when they were stateless, I mean, what is known about that? I mean, how I've never heard of this personally. So, um, what was it like? Uh, how were they? Was it chaos? I mean, what was it like? Without no, it was a—it uh, was kind of a, a mutualist, voluntarist type society. Um, it was—it uh, was geared towards war because it was in the middle of a civil war. But um, soldiers could voluntarily leave the fields and go to the front, leave the front, and whatnot. There was, you know, no commissar sitting behind you with a machine gun, making sure that you stayed at the front. 
And um, these people voluntarily defended their, their homes. But there's no interest in the government history professor to be telling you about that stuff. Absolutely. Because it doesn't back up the state and legitimize it. More coming up. You can bring up anything in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and there are only a few moments remaining, maybe enough time for your call if you make it right now about what you want. 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. See you in with you. And Curtis. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. And if you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month. We reinvest it in the show, getting on more radio stations around the country. Got a, an agreement, verbal agreement from a new station combo, AMFM combo in South Carolina. Uh, today, which I'm pretty excited about. It's, uh, it's, it's a fairly decent market, so we'll be announcing more on that as it comes in. Can't say too much because they haven't signed the agreement yet and they haven't started yet. But it's the Free Talk Live AMP program that makes expansion like this possible. It makes it possible for us to be a real presence in the radio industry, uh, whereas without the AMP program, we probably would be on a fraction of the radio stations that we're on today. So thank you to everybody that uh, is a Free Talk Live amplifier. You get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options, amp.freetalklive.com. Curtis, did you have more you wanted to say on the uh, the Civil War in Spain, or should we talk about Castras? Oh, I want to, yes, I want Case Dross. All right, JS Online, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin Journal Sentinel. This credit goes out to uh, Jamie from wheelsoffliberty.com. He posted this to his Facebook profile today, and I took the time to watch all three of the videos. Now, maybe more than three out there, but uh, three videos of this yo yo <laughs> champion, Case Dross. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. But he posted this, I went over and watched it. Absolutely brilliant. I uh, highly recommend that you go tonight. Online, when you're online, look for K-S-T-R-A-S-S. Kenny Strasser, who either lives in Antigua or Nina or maybe somewhere else, says he is a yo-yo champion, loves talking to school children, and wants to save the earth. He's been divorced twice, doesn't have any kids, and has personal issues with members of his family. He also says he's had drug and alcohol problems, or so he says. It's not entirely clear who Strasser is. What is clear is that a person who called himself Kenny Strasser, Kenny Strasberg, or K. Strass managed to persuade at least five television stations, four of which are in Wisconsin, to put him on live television in recent weeks. You're familiar with Borat uh, and some of the other characters by Sasha Baron Cohen? This guy is of the same vein. It's just that he's not as well known as, uh, as those characters, and he's, I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's a practical uh, joker. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and he, <laughs> you'd have to see him in action. His latest appearance occurred Thursday morning on KQTV's Hometown This Morning in St. Joseph, Missouri. Bridget Bre- Blevins, the station's news director, said, He got us. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that we got duped. And, you know, it, it's obviously not hard to uh, to dupe these people. It really is just an example of how pathetic well, the old media Well, they'll let you do their job is. for them. 
you know, well, right, they're yeah. happy to do, let well, you do their job for them. All he has to do is come in and claim to be a yo-yo champion and have a website, and that's all. That's, <laughs> they checked. I guess maybe they checked his website and they figured, okay, this guy's the real deal. Well, I, I, we've been gotten before ourselves here. It's not like you're saying the old media is just. Yeah, but we're dumb, not producing but, a show. We're not producing a show that uh, we're, we're we're screening people in advance. We're taking unscreened phone calls. So when you say you, we've been gotten, what do you mean by somebody playing a character? We no, no, we've been uh, we've been gotten by fake news stories. Uh, we've gotten. You know, bad bad information that we've yeah, but read. We don't claim to be journalists. We're just talk radio. <laughs> it, look, if you believe everything they, that the news tells you in the morning, you're a fool anyway. Yeah, this is this is one of those morning shows. Then they have as much claim to be entertainment as you do. So maybe so, but uh, you might want to check your entertainment guests before uh, you get to check their claims before you put them on the air. Look, and that's what I, they didn't do. I I agree with you that uh, they, they they didn't do their fact checking. But however. It's lazy if you were big watching, media. If you were watching this, it was it was probably more entertaining seeing this guy. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> there's no doubt about the entertainment them value. As as it is, uh, him to being the yo-yo champion. So what difference does it make? No, no, I agree with you. But, I mean, but, but is, from their perspective, they were out, uh, clearly embarrassed by this guy. This is like why people watch Washington Journal, just waiting for the guys to call in and and rake him over the coals. Right? That's a C-SPAN show. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that I've heard where they you can do live call? It's hilarious. Live yeah. call-ins. So uh, Bridget says, excuse me, going on with the story here from JS Online, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And how good was he with the yo-yo? A skill Strasser said made him a champion. Well, he did some really lame things, said Blevins. He hit himself in the face and the groin with his yo-yo. <laughs> Lisa Matak, who anchors the Sunday morning show on WFRV in Green Bay, thought it would be fun to book somebody who said he was a yo-yo champion. When Strasser showed up April 11th, he said he forgot the string for his yo-yo. With no tricks, Malak and Strasser spent their live TV segment talking. Malak said, it was the most bizarre thing that has ever happened to me on the air. The stunt Strasser pulled appeared to be similar to the performance artistry practiced by late comedian Andy Kaufman. Kaufman created characters like Tony Clifton, a down-and-out lounge singer who abused audience. The way Strasser managed to get on TV followed a familiar pattern and laid bare the pitfalls of live television, where stations are always looking for somebody to fill airtime in the morning. In each case, producers at the television station received an email from Joe Garrick saying he represented Strasser and Zimzam Yo-Yo, the world's first green nonprofit toy maker. Garrick told the stations that Strasser, whom he called a master yo-yo artist, would be in their area to bring his environmental message. <laughs> that's a great. That's a real great hook too, right? You know, the, the TV stations are always looking to pander to the the green message. So great, uh, great excuse to bring him on. Uh, the environmental message and a zany sense of humor to kids. Garrick wrote in one email to a TV station that Strasser was a dynamic talk show guest who comes equipped with a roster of amazing yo-yo tricks, juggling, and fun tips about how kids and adults alike can take small steps to make the world a greener place. The email solicitation stated that Strasser was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year in 1995, grand champion of the Pensacola Regional, and was nominated for the Walt Greenberg Award in 2000. There is no Walt Greenberg <laughs> Award in yo-yo. <laughs> I was about to say, is it is real? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no evidence that Pensacola ever hosted a yo-yo tournament or that Strasser won a Rookie of the Year award. But the solicitation was good enough for the bookers on the TV stations. And it, one per- it, it sounds so legit. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have somebody else doing the, the booking for you. Yeah, it seems like you've absolutely. got a real organization. Uh, in one particularly bizarre segment on WSAW Sunrise 7 show in Wausau, Strasser told interviewer Amy well, Plugschalt. She's he, in Wausau. Who cares? Yeah, that he's just a 35-year... <laughs> 
that he's just a 35-year-old kid at heart. Because your affiliate in Wausau. I don't have a girlfriend. Don't want one. My parents, they live in Denver. They just got divorced. My dad is now in Oshkosh. I have a brother in Portland who I don't get along with very well because of his wife saying these things on the air. And then, incredibly, his <laughs> cell phone rings on the air. The host halts the interview, throws it back to the anchors, but then later comes back to Strasser. In the solicitation, there's a reference to Zimzam Yo-Yos and a related website. But in registering the domain name, ZimzamInc.com, Garrett gave a fictitious Milwaukee address and provided a phone number that is now disconnected. And by the way, when he takes the phone call on the air, the hosts make an excuse for him because apparently he told them in advance that his dad might be calling because there's some sort of like he's in the hospital or something like that. And so they're in the middle of this interview and he goes to he just takes his cell phone out and starts talking. And the, the host actually makes a statement to, to the effect of, well, if it were anybody else, we would chew him out for this. But, you know, something's wrong with his dad. And so that's why we're letting this go by. And he's really just he is just running a great time he's on the phone with his buddy like see i told you it'd work yeah. <laughs> uh wisc madison strasser was booked and ready to go on news three this morning but things took a strange turn when strasser said on the air do you want to hear a scary story Colin Benedict, the station's news director, said anchors were confused. They thought a yo-yo champion was supposed to be on. Instead, Strausser started talking about his personal story of alcohol and drugs. And the, the, yo- and the yo-yo tricks? Benedict said Strausser tried one, but the yo-yo fell apart and onto the studio floor. <laughs> that was enough for WISC. The anchors took over and Strausser was off the air. He also got on WMTV in Madison. He apparently left Wisconsin and headed west, where he appeared in St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, Strasser has not been spotted since. According to WSAW, they tried to find him and locate a phone number for his agent, Garrick. The number was traced to, well, supposedly, I don't know if anyone ever talked to the guy. It was probably just him using a, a different email name. Right. The number was traced to Joe Pickett, who's a com- comedy filmmaker and operates a business uh, in Wisconsin, or uh, with Wisconsin ties. Their business, the Found Footage Festival, tours the country showing obscure, unusual, and bizarre home videos, promotional clips, outtakes, and training films to comedic effect. They uh, Neither of them returned phone calls but in emails to the journal sentinel uh they said that the festival had nothing to do with the yo-yo guy we wish we could take credit for it but we've never met this kenny fellow said pruer but the found footage festival was in missouri last week not far from st joseph so take a look around uh poke around the internet see if you can find k strass k hyphen s-t-r-a-s-s he's got his own facebook page now after this uh popularity (laughs) has has bubbled up so who knows where he will appear uh, in the future, but I can tell you. The, the, and by the way, the way he's dressed is just on its own entertaining. He looks like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ernest. Yeah, he looks kind of like a yuckerdoo, and he's got uh, <laughs> suspenders on, green suspenders, a, ye- a plain yellow hat, and a shirt for his alleged company, the uh, the Yo-Yo Company. Zimzam. Yeah, yo- Zimzam Yo-Yo. Hey, Bird, you want to see a Yo-Yo trick? The world's <laughs> first green Yo-Yo uh, maker. So take a look around for K Strauss. I am tickled by that story. S T R A S S. You need to watch the videos. You'll be even more tickled. It's That's really hilarious. entertaining, especially when he tries to swing around like eight or nine yo-yos in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. 
From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.